Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. As we're approaching the holiday season, I want to help you navigate this time and not throw all of your progress that you've made up until now out the window. Whether you're hosting dinners at your home or you're going out of town or anything in between, you really don't have to fall into the fuck it bucket for the last 45 days of the year. And if that's been a habit for you, you can change that this holiday season so that you can keep the momentum going into the new year instead of having to start all over again on January 1st. The holidays can be especially triggering for a lot of us for so many reasons, whether it's because you're going to be around a lot of family members that you're not used to seeing regularly, or you're reminded of the past. It can be a really emotional time for us, and that can lead to emotional eating, overeating, and self-sabotage. One thing I've been working on with my clients over the past couple of weeks is redefining the way that we look at the holiday season. It's not the time to let yourself go. It's not the time to say that you're too busy to lose weight. And it's not the time to allow yourself to get overwhelmed. You can choose to navigate the holidays in a healthy way by making the choices that best support you, your wellness, and your ultimate goals. You are the one who ultimately decides if your holidays are going to be hard and stressful or if they're going to be simple and uncomplicated. The holidays are all about what you make of them. Everything that we do on this journey hinges on our intentionality. The more intentional you are, the more in control you are. Think about your family, your friends, your culture, your religion, and decide what holidays you're going to celebrate this season and what those days actually mean to you. This helps to center you and keep your mind out of all of the external distractions that go on during the holiday season. If you have holiday traditions, list out what they are and what you actually love about them. You might find that there are traditions that you don't love anymore. Maybe it's time to let those go. Or maybe there are new traditions that you want to try out. Something I'm always reiterating to my clients is it's so important to get your thoughts and your ideas out of your head. Our brains were not designed for storage. So if you try to remember all of these things, it takes a lot of extra brain power that it's not meant to be using. So writing things down, but also why do I love this? Why do I do these things? That is what gives you that sense of intentionality. On a more macro scale, What does this time of year actually mean to you? Most of us have patterns. As I was preparing this episode, I realized that at the time of this recording, Thanksgiving is next week. For the past week or so, I've been blue. Not necessarily full out depressed or even low grade depressed. Just generally blue. I've been wanting to just lay in my bed a lot more than usual. This is my pattern. Um... My mom died October 30th, 2016. 
and her birthday is November 3rd. So it was literally a few days later, it was her birthday. Right around that time is when the holiday season starts in the United States, right after Halloween. That's when you start to hear all the Christmas songs and see all the Christmas decorations and stuff at Target. So I know that for me, this is a pattern. I get sad around the holidays. And in all honesty, I do Thanksgiving and Christmas traditions for my son more than anything. If it weren't for him, I don't think I would. I do it so that he can have great memories. That's my reason why. That helps me to stay centered and it helps me to stay in gratitude instead of staying in this state of sadness. Because if I'm going into the holidays from that place, it's going to affect everybody else in my life. And I don't want to do that. So as you go into the holiday season, the best way to stay in control and to not go off the rails is to go into every situation with a plan. Starting with, say, for example, your holiday season starts on Thanksgiving and ends on New Year's Day. Decide right now, this holiday season, do I want to lose weight, maintain my weight, or am I okay if I gain a few pounds? Then what you can do is declare to yourself where you intend to be on January 1st. For example, I will lose 10 pounds by January 1st, or I will maintain my weight of 145 pounds by January 1st. But if you want to lose weight, for example, you're going to want to plan and eat with that goal in mind. That means that you might go to some parties, you might not drink alcohol, or you may skip dessert. If you don't want to lose weight and you just want to maintain, you might decide that you're going to plan for extra dessert or something that you don't normally eat. And if you decide that you're okay with gaining a few pounds, that's also fine. As long as you are deciding this on purpose and in advance and not out of a fuck it moment or out of people pleasing. The most important thing about the holidays is not necessarily what you eat. It's actually that you're thinking about what you're eating and what your ultimate goals are. Then you're going to reverse engineer until you come up with your holiday strategy. So I want you to grab your pen and your notebook because I'm actually going to give you the exact blueprint on how to come up with your holiday strategy. So once you decide if you're going to lose weight, maintain your weight, or be okay with gaining a little bit of weight, you're going to write this down. In order to achieve that result, this is what I commit to doing. You're going to list all the things that you are realistically, and that's the key word here, Let's be very realistic. All the things that you're going to start doing in order to achieve that result, all the things that you're going to continue to do in order to achieve that result, and then you're going to list all the things that you're going to stop doing in order to achieve that result. For example, I commit to drinking 75 ounces of water every day, drinking my athletic greens in the morning, working out four days a week, going to bed by 11 doing a daily thought download before bed, doing a five-minute meditation in the morning, and I'm going to stop eating past 7 p.m. I'm going to stop hitting the snooze button in the morning. I'm going to stop eating bread. I don't actually eat bread, but that's just an example. Then you're going to decide what you're going to choose to feel in order to do or not do the actions that you just listed. For example, I'm going to choose to feel disciplined focused, and intentional 
every single day. Next, you're going to write down the things that you're going to think on purpose. This is called intentional thought creation. For example, some of my intentional thoughts would be, I know exactly what to do in order to not gain weight over the holidays. Everything I do is a choice. I have all the tools I need to reach this goal. I don't have to do what my brain automatically thinks I should do. I know what to do, even when it feels scary, when it feels hard, or when it just feels different. Those are all intentional thoughts that you can write down and keep reminding yourself of. What's so important to remember is that you can't just think a new thought once or twice and expect it to stick. Not when you've been thinking opposite thoughts or just unhelpful thoughts on repeat for years. It's a practice. You have to keep repeating the new thoughts over and over again until they take the place of the old ones. And while we're on old thoughts, it's important that we don't try to push those thoughts down like a beach ball underwater. Whenever my clients start to spin out in their thoughts, we name them right away. So I want you to write them down. Do you believe that you can't control yourself around your favorite foods? If yes, why? Do you believe that if you try to lose weight during the holiday season that you won't be able to enjoy yourself? Do you feel guilty if you refuse to eat something that someone made especially for you? This is all very normal. Just remember that you cannot take positive action from negative and disempowering thoughts and feelings. If you're thinking the thought, I'll hurt their feelings if I don't eat their apple pie or that popcorn tin that they sell at Walgreens that vendors like to drop off at office buildings. And that thought makes you feel guilty because you're not eating that thing that they brought you. What do you think you're going to do if you're feeling guilty? You're probably going to be a people pleaser and eat something that probably doesn't even taste that good that you weren't even really hungry for. Because really, like, how good is that popcorn in the tin? How do we know it's not stale? I always assume that it's stale. So I, that's just me. But realistically, you didn't want it. You didn't plan for it. You're not hungry. You're probably going to get a stomachache. Is it worth it? Most of the time, it's not. But when you start to name and notice your thoughts around the holidays and the things that go on around the holiday season, and you start to understand where they're coming from, you're able to calm your nervous system. And that's really what we're doing here. And I wanted to add some very specific tips that you can write down to help you stay on track and to help you follow your intentional plan for the holidays. So for example, say if you're cooking a meal for the holidays and if you like to take bites and you like to like lick the spoon and things like that, here's what you can do. While you're cooking, put a plate on the counter. Before you put the food that you want to taste in your mouth, put it on the plate and watch it accumulate before you decide to eat it. This allows you to pause and be intentional because those bites and those licks will add up. One of my clients loves to bake and this method has really helped her to stay in control while she's baking so that she's still able to taste and make sure that what she's making is actually tasting the way she wants it to taste, but she's just not mindlessly licking the spoon the entire time, for example. Next, even before it's time to start eating, I want you to prioritize staying hydrated. 
This will help you dial in your hunger and your satisfaction cues. Because remember, oftentimes we think we're hungry when we're actually just thirsty. Next, I want you to commit to eating off of a plate. That means that you don't eat anything out of a bag or a pot. Everything goes on your plate so that you can visually see what you're going to be eating. Speaking of plates, commit to not having seconds. Grab one plate, make one plate of food, put anything that you want on it. This allows you to tell your brain that you do get to have what you want, just not in excess. And when you're doing this, make sure that you're leaving some white space between each food. When it comes to leftovers, here are some options. You can just say no. No, thank you. Personally, I'm really picky about what I eat if I haven't cooked it. And you will never see me take food home. It's just not something that I do. But I've been told that that's weird and it's okay. I'm an acquired taste. Or if you don't want to say no, you can always just throw it away before you get home. Or when you get home. Here's the thing. No one will ever know. Nor will they care. And it's one less thing to think about if you tend to worry about hurting someone's feelings. But also, remember that your stomach is not a trash can. So I'd rather the food go in an actual trash can than in your stomach if you're not actually hungry. And before I wrap up, one really important thing to think about while you're making your plans is to also figure out what your holiday triggers are if you have them so that you can prepare in advance. That way, you're able to show up for yourself and support yourself throughout this season. Some common triggers might be that you put pressure on yourself to create this perfect Hallmark commercial holiday with perfect gifts and perfect decorations. Another common trigger is spending time with your family can bring up some painful memories sometimes. Or being outside of your usual routines may have you struggling to stay focused. And for Many of us, we feel extra lonely or we miss our loved ones that we've lost. It's important to be aware of your triggers and then approach this like you would any other obstacle by coming up with a strategy for each potential trigger so that you know exactly what you're going to do when those feelings come up. Come up with a different thought that you can practice having that feels a little less emotionally charged so that you're able to create the best holiday experience that you can for yourself. The holiday season is not the time to believe your I'm just too busy to plan excuses or your I just want to eat whatever and just enjoy myself. It's the end of the year. No, this is the best time to sit down and make a plan. Planning ahead means that you put the thinking part of your brain in charge of your decisions, the logical part of your brain, instead of the scared habit brain that's worried about what everybody's thinking about you. Don't just hope for the best. I want you to plan for the best. You can stay in control this holiday season. And yes, you can lose weight if you apply all of the things that I've shared in this episode, but you have to go into it with a plan. And you cannot live in your head. Gotta write it down. So important. And if you want help navigating the holidays, or you don't want to wait until January to get your health on track, to get in shape, to burn the fat, to lose the weight, I want you to click the link in my show notes 
and apply to work with me. I only have a couple spots left for 2023 and now is the best time to get started. And that's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fit and click on the work with me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jumpstart on your journey. I'll see you there.